Hi, welcome to another episode of Sports Doc Sports. Today, I have a fellow medical patriot who has engulfed and taken on her first half marathon. And so the reason that she, we talked about her doing a podcast today is a lot of people are out there going, what's it like to do your first race? Well, here's someone who's actually done her first half marathon, and I think it would be nice to hear her story about, number one, how she prepared for it, number two, how she felt during it, and importantly, how she felt afterwards. And remember, this is a, a lady who um, will, she'll tell you what she does and um, how busy she is and as basically a family as well. So with no further ado, Rachel? How are you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. So tell me, um, first off, let's talk about your life, right? How busy you are. What do you do? Yeah, so I'm pretty busy. Um, I'm a third-year medical student on rotations. Um, I have a family of three kiddos and an active-duty spouse. So we're, we're pretty busy all the time. Right. I mean, so when I hear that, instantly I, I go back to when I was a med student. And let me tell you, as, I mean, as a med student, I never ran a race. I was so busy all the time. And granted, times have changed, but also not just with the training, but also with the mentality of people trying to be more healthy. Back when I was a med student many moons ago, we didn't really think about things like that. Right? I used to run a little, but never ran a race as a med student. So, I mean, right now, kudos to that. So here you are, you're, you're basically on rotation, and um, this is, you're rotating with me, so it's obviously an excellent rotation, but you know, it's also a, a give you time to, to study and read. But also, I want you to be healthy, both, I always, as I tell my kids, it's mind, body, spirit, right? So we gotta take care of all that. So how long did you train for this um, half marathon? Um, well, I've been training for a long time. I've been a runner for about, 10, 12 years now. Um, I started training for a half marathon in 2019. Um, and that half marathon got shut down the day before because of COVID. So then I kind of took a little break after that, but I really got serious about this one, um, in December of last year. So how long before this particular race did you start training for it? Um, in December, I started to get serious and, um, made my own training plan and really went at it. So did you look anything up or did you, since it was your first hair marathon, did you look up any, uh, any like types of training programs online or you just came up with your own, I'm going to run X amount this, this week? Yeah. Well, when I first, um, started to train for the first marathon, that half marathon that got canceled, I looked up something online and followed that plan. So this time I just kind of took pieces from that and then pieces of my own workouts that I like to do and just put them together. Um, so really it was all about, uh, the first one was all about just endurance, like working your way up to a long run. Um, so this time around I did that, but I did a lot more of interval training to help with my speed as well. And, um, I did a lot of like hills on the treadmill inclines, um, to help since I knew that this was going to be an on the beach run. Um, so I, I just implemented my own. So two things here. Well, number one, intervals, which I'm a big proponent. Of. I love intervals. Number two, um, you just said the magic word, on the beach run. So people, if you're, when you're listening, if you're not really from this area, I will tell you that we have, we're lived near the beach. 
but our sand is like powder. It's like baby powder. It squeaks when you walk on it. So it's really hard to find some kind of packed area, depending on where you're running or what time of day when the tide is in or out. So and I've done uh, several um, ultra marathons on the beach. There's a 50 miler that we have here, and then there's a 50K, and I've run both of those. And I, we'll get into that when we talk about how you felt, but it, it's, a, it's a tough run. Um, so going back, how did you prepare as far as, um, as did you train in the morning, did you train at night, and also did you change anything in your diet? Yeah, um, I am a night person. I do not like getting up in the mornings. I tried to like the first week just because I knew the run was in the morning, but I am definitely a nighttime person. So usually after work, that's the best time for me, like to de- like decompress with a good run. Um, so I follow, I actually really follow along with Orange Theory Fitness. They have uh, a Reddit that I look up and I do their treadmills because um, they like to go between like endurance, power and strength. And then I save a long run for a Saturday or Sunday. Um, I usually just just I'll start running on Saturday and if I feel like that's my long run day I'll do it if not I'll save it for Sunday um sometimes I'll just put on a show on my iPad and just run until I can't anymore so we're going to go back to this for a second but because you're I still want to hear what how you change your diet or if you did but so you'll run in pretty much treadmill would you like 90 percent treadmill would you say yeah 90 percent treadmill um did do some runs outside but it was honestly too cold for me to want to be outside so i stuck to the treadmill and also just because i have a family if they did need me and i needed to pause real quick i was i was still there in the house so i know exactly how that is so that's perfect i mean Number one, you're busy, you got young, young kids, so you're running a treadmill in the house, right? So if your kids need you, you're there. If there's something happens, you're there. I've been there, and I've also, I have live in a, like a cul-de-sac, so I've run literally circles. When I was training for some of the, um, the uh, ultras, like a 100-miler, I would run at night, starting like after dinner, and you know, get, get the kids set up, and then I would just run until early morning on the weekends, and and which is for a hundred miler, which is fine because I'm running through night anyway. But but I know the feeling of just saying, well, if you need me, I'll be wait a minute, I'll be around the block in a little while. So um, that's great. I mean, you, the importance here, I believe, and everybody who's listening is going to understand is that it's how we fit our training into our lives, right? You're you're a medical professional. You know what it's like to already in your early career to kind of you have to do what you need to do and you fit everything else in afterwards. So go back to that now. Any dietary changes during your training program? Uh, I tried to really increase my carb intake. Um, I tend before the training for the the first half that got canceled, I did not really supplement my carbs and electrolytes, and I would feel a lot more groggy. So this time around, I increased my caloric intake just by a little, about like 250 calories, um, and that really seemed to help. And then I also started to drink a lot more Gatorade after my long runs, um, and that that was helpful too. Good. So you get some electrolytes, some carb, but that has recovery. Would you uh, did you increase your protein intake at all? Um, I have naturally been trying to do that. Um, I used to follow like a raw tail four type of diet. Um, and I've, I knew before I really sat down and said, yes, I'm going to go do this, that I needed to start increasing my protein. So I've slowly been doing that just by grilling more foods, um, and trying to snack on more nuts and stuff. So naturally that was already happening. Good. So, and I'll go back to this cause you know, back in my day, we did one semester of nutrition in med school. And now that you're still in it, do, do you have like a, did they teach you anything like this in med school now? 
Uh, no, not really. It's really just basic uh, caloric intake, caloric outtake, your basal metabolic rate. That's really all they focus on. Um, so it's a lot of your own research. I was going to say, so anyone who's out there, if you're seeing your doctor and you think that they've been educated on this, it's not true, right? We are mostly self-taught. And I even did a fellowship in sports medicine. Uh, it was, that part of it is self-taught. I mean, you have to research it. Um, we're really more in in patient care than we are so much into you know being taught in a classroom situation types of things like nutrition it's it's minimal um and then back when i was things have changed right i mean just look at your fat intake i mean things nowadays butter is good for you and the those you know polyunsaturated fats are terrible for you which back when i was there that was the that was the the push so anyway that's just a little side note um, going back, so have you ever run any races prior to this? Yeah, I've done a handful of 5Ks, um, probably like about 10 OCRs, a um, couple of 10Ks. What's an OCR? Obstacle course race. Right, so that would be like a like a tough mudder kind of thing. Is that what it is where you're in, in like a trail run or is it um, – and you run over uh, hay bales? What, what was it? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um I've run ones that are on the trail and then ones that are more flat road with just a ton of obstacles. But yeah, anywhere from the monkey bars, jumping over hay barrels, uh, sledgehammers that you're beating across, a wooden block, you know, 25 feet down, uh, just all kinds of stuff, jumping over fire, going into mud pits, just fun. Anything they can think of, I've probably done. Right, that's good. I've done a Spartan. That was my only obstacle type race. And that was just terrible. I mean, it was fun, but it was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea what I was getting into until I got actually raced. I did the ultra, so it was not only you do these obstacles, you, we ran like a, I think it was a 50K that day. Um, okay, going back now with your uh, training and, and your preparation, let's go to race day, right? So you're now you're ready. You get up early in the morning, which you're not used to working that kind of stress on the body so how do you feel on the morning of your race well i had to get up at four because we had to drive almost two hours um and i didn't really sleep the night before because i was really nervous and i was excited all at the same time but i felt okay i had a banana had a half cup of coffee got on the road um i felt good until we got there and it was 40 degrees out then i started to become a little miserable when you say miserable because of the cold or you just like it felt a nervous stomach what was what was going on uh it was really the cold i was really sad because it was a beach run so in my head it was supposed to be sunny and shiny and warm but it was 40 and extremely windy yeah you know so we're in our area the winters can be a little chilly and cold and windy and i did one as well and so for 25 miles of my 50 mile run it was a literally they said it was a 20 to 25 mile an hour headwind the entire time it was i couldn't even hear anything i brought headphones or ear, ear pods and I, I couldn't hear the music because the wind was so loud but, but it was just nice to have them in just to block the wind so i i i just know the 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 difficulty that it can put both in your mental game as well as the physical game running into wind so did you run into a headwind i did yeah i did um it wasn't too bad uh, for most of the part, but there was about two miles there where it was pretty heavy. Yeah, I, I get that. So now, so you, the, the the gun goes off. How many people are out there running with you? Um, there's, I think there's only about 35, 40 of us. Um, 
and most of them were uh, special operations army folks. So, so in case you guys aren't really familiar with that, they're basically assassins that are, and I call them assassins in the physical uh, races. These guys don't know pain, and they're just ready to go. Uh, I've run with them. They're great. They're always up, and they're they're there to give you a, a positive reinforcement during your race and just the greatest group of people and uh they they shut down the pain though they just go did you notice that yeah well no actually i didn't get to notice that because they were so fast yeah. like they just flew and and it, right away it was like i was back of the pack which was fine but like these guys were something else but on their way back when you pass each other it was a, a back and out um you know, they were all, yeah, cheering for you, high fives as you go by, you know, trying to motivate you to keep going. Um, but, yeah, they were all good spirits, having a blast, just killing it. Right, that's good. And, you're, and you said your husband's active duty, right? So he's a big supporter of this type of work, um, of this kind of uh, runs, which support, you know, whatever benefit. What was the benefit of this race? Um, this was for wounded warriors. Um, and then in any warrior who has fallen um, in war, it, they support the children as well. So either of the two, they'll pick one family and they support that family for the year. And then they do like a little ceremony at this run where you get to meet the family um, and and really see what they've done for them, like a lot of school scholarships. So it was really nice. That's excellent. That's a kudos to you and to the, the people that put that, that race on. We have one similar here. Um, and in Destin, Florida, it's a, it, it was every year. Now it's every other year, and it's same. It all, it's all benefit for for the wounded warriors, and uh, it's fantastic. Um, so, how do you feel during the day? I mean, you're now you're you're you've set out. You're you're on this. How's it? How, let's start with this. How does it feel to be on that soft sand? Uh, well, at first it was great actually because the tide was so low. Mm-hmm. So I w- it was like running on the road, and it was really easy. Um, it, it didn't get soft until about mile eight, so I got pretty lucky. Yeah, it's nice. So, okay, so you're running along the water, because I've been there. Was it canted, like a little angle there, or was it flat? Yeah, it went back and forth. I had some flat spots, which were nice, and then it was a little angles. There were some fishermen out there, too, that made me go around them, um, and that was tough, because that was the soft sand at a very high angle. But other than that, I got really lucky the first those first eight miles right so you can actually increase your speed so what happens now that you know you're eight miles in and you still got five miles to go so how are you feeling now are you pushed up on the soft sand yeah i am i get pushed up on the soft sand and my speed does decline i see a huge decline i'm slipping everywhere um so i had to shorten my stride length and i really felt like i was creeping but i figured it out i just i was going a little bit slower than i wanted to and i felt it but that's all right. I just looked at the beach and told myself to keep going. It's a beautiful day to run. You know, I'm lucky enough to be able to run because some of these wounded warriors aren't. So really just try to keep that positive mentality. Did the pain kick in at this point with that calves or anything with your legs? No, no, not until about uh, 10 miles. That's when I started to feel, uh, feel a little bit on my thighs. Um, but other than that, it was pretty good. Were you warming up now since you were kind of working pretty hard in that, in that sand? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. I warmed up on mile two, um, 
stopped. I, I really overdressed. So I was really paranoid about the winds and the cold and I had overdressed and I, I didn't know what to wear. So I had like double pants on and I had a jacket. So mile two, I text my husband because my husband and his buddy were doing the 5k that started an hour later. And I said, I'm wearing way too many clothes. Take some of yours off because they were, they were bundled up too. So I stop at mile two and I take off my jacket and I had to repin my bib and I'm like, okay, I feel fine get to mile, mile six, I'm still like sweating. So then I take off my top layer of my pants, which was a struggle to get off, even though I had zipper pants on. So I'm in the sand, like rolling around trying to get my pants <laughs> off. It was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, by the time I hit mile eight, that's when the tide came up. That's when the wind hit too, though. So I started to get cold because I, the wind was so, so bad. So I went from like super warm to cold and then it finally warmed up again. I find that it, it, it's always better to be a little bit cold at the beginning of a race because then you know you're going to be okay. Because and, and everyone's going to heat up, right? We're, we're, muscles are firing and we're creating heat as well as energy. So it's just part of the – so let's fast forward. You finished the race. How are you feeling? Um, I was really excited. I was happy um, to finish it. I felt great. Um, husband was there at the end. They just finished their 5K. He had a little sign that my kids had made for me. Um, but yeah, I was feeling really good. My, yeah, my thighs were starting to hurt a little bit. Um, feet were fine, didn't have any blisters, um, barely got any sand in there. So I was, I was feeling really good. That's right, excellent. What did you have for recovery? Um, let's see, we, we did not have anything for recovery except Starbucks coffee on the drive home and then my husband made me salmon and sweet potatoes because that's my favorite um so we had that for lunch very nice so i'm gonna point out that that's not a good idea i mean for anybody that puts out that kind of energy for a half marathon you need to put in something kind of quickly within the next 20 30 minutes some type of carbohydrate maybe a little bit of protein i mean what you chose to eat fantastic sweet potatoes are, are great um and the salmon but you need to you know i'm going to push you here you need to eat something within 20 minutes and replace a glycogen stores and as a budding physician to be you should know this because yeah people are going to ask you well next time i've learned to pack some food because we have that two-hour drive back Uh, so that's really what messed us up there and we didn't we didn't plan to bring anything we thought we'd stop but once we were on the road we were like no let's just get home so yeah we we learned our lesson to pack some actual meals and recovery afterwards because we we did regret that yes good so what about during the race did what did you take in oh yeah during the race they had the electrolyte packets um so i took those and i'm not one who can just like take one down i usually just honestly like do little by little throughout the race um so i had two of those throughout the race that i just babied the whole time which helped me keep going and then i I do stop at the water stations to get water that's good that's very good i I, i'm a big component uh, proponent of taking in the, the calories myself i'm i try to do it depending on if it's a run or or a, a long cycle but it's i i'll either stage it every 45 minutes um and maybe a little sooner if i'm really doing a high intensity or uh or if it's a long ride like an all-day ride like a race i'll nibble you know i'll try to eat as much as possible right it's just like a long day in the bike but it's mostly a long day eating as well so that's just for the our listeners but something like a half marathon, I agree. I'm, I think I'm a one or two goo guy, and that's it on a, on a half marathon. Um, uh, I try to eat something before like you did. Half a banana, that's my thing as well. Sometimes a little bit of uh, peanut butter with that. Sometimes a little half a bagel. Some, depending on 
on the what I had the night before. What did you have the night before? Oh, we had turkey burgers um, and it's not sweet potatoes. It's the one that looks just like it. Baked potato? Nope. Coming to a blank. Some type of starch. So you had a uh, carbohydrate. Yes. That's right. So now you finish the race. How about that week, during the next couple of days? Any, any fallout from running on the sand? Uh, I really started to feel sore in the middle of the night that night. Uh, aches and pains on the lower legs. But by the time I woke up, it was pretty normal. Just some tightness in the thighs. Calves a little bit. Um, but I, ju- I took off two days to not, not do anything. Um, did a, just a short two-miler on the third day. I could feel some tightness in there. Um, so I just really did a slow pace, slow pace run. But it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Okay, so I got a couple questions. So anybody who's starting out to race, what would you tell them? Like, okay, here's your, your how do you mentally and physically get ready for a half marathon as your first time? Um, well, I think you just have to be all in. You just have to tell yourself you're going to do it regardless of weather conditions, regardless of mentality or what's going on in your life. Just really tell yourself you're going to do it and stick to it. Um, and physically wise, I think that it's really good if you make sure you have interval training and you're like you're lifting as well. I was doing some lifting on the side and I think that's why I didn't get as sore was because I was really working all those muscle groups. Um, but really it's variety for me, like running different road terrains, running the inclines, running the intervals. I think that made the biggest difference because when I was doing my first training for one and this training for it I was much more energized this time less sore and I think it's because I was doing those things versus just endurance I agree 100% with you I think it was was very smart okay another question um, that I think most people won't won't ask but did you enjoy the training more or the actual race more I enjoyed the actual race more I think because it was my first one and just being like, oh, I've wanted to do this for so long, and then I finally just did it. And I think that moment at the end, I was very excited for myself. And my husband was there excited for me with the sign with my kids. So it was a little extra meaningful. Um, but I did I did enjoy that. I did enjoy pushing myself. Um, if it wasn't for being in rotations, I would have already signed up for another one. But since I don't know my schedule, I'm just waiting to see when I can. But I, yeah, definitely loved running the race. And has it motivated you to race anything longer or shorter or the same? Um, my husband's friend asked that actually. He's like, oh, so are you doing a marathon next? And I'm, I'm still on the fence about that, but I definitely want to do another half, preferably on the road, um, so I can actually go for time to see, if, give myself this is my baseline and then try to do another one and see if I can beat that. I think that's a great idea. And, and that's why I asked that, because most people who start out, what's their next step, right? I mean, are you going to – some people hated it, and they said, well, I'm, not, I'm just not a long-distance runner. Or some people are like, oh, you know what? That was fun, and actually I got motivated, and the next one's a marathon. So, and I like the idea that you're going to do another half on the road because it's going to be a totally different race, right? I mean, it really becomes, at that point, one, a lot of more people around you. And so if you race like a big race where there's like a, like a thousand or two thousand, three thousand people or more for a half marathon, it, it becomes fun. I mean, you, just, it, you know, the vibe is different. I mean, granted, this vibe is much more um, 
selected to sponsor the Wounded Warriors. But when you get to those other big races, people are just kind of partying, really, and it's kind of fun. So um, that's good. So if you were going to um, uh, think about a, a trail run, what distance would you do? Uh, a trail run. Hmm. I'd probably start out with a 10K and a trail run. I've done four to six on trails before. I love trail running. It's just different. Yeah. Um, but I would do it. And then uh, cross training. So you'd say you do like inclines, intervals, and some weights. Do you do any other type of cross training at all, i.e. like bicycle? What type of, what type of lifting do you do? Uh, I know I don't ride a bike or sometimes I'll do an elliptical if my knees just aren't up for the running. Um, but I just really do, um, I like to do low, low weight, high repetition. Sometimes I'll do a heavy lift, um, you know, just your typical average, uh, squats and deadlifts and chest compression, just, just those things to keep going. But it's usually more low weight, high repetition. Great stuff. That's a, I agree 100% with there. And I think most people who are going to be runners need to do some resistance training. Obviously not massive lifting, but more higher reps, less weight. I mean, it does, it does less injury to the muscle fiber, so it's the way to go. Um, well, so how's your rotation going here with me? Oh, it's pretty good. Um, I enjoy it very much. I get a lot of time to study, which I appreciate because I do have boards coming up soon. So it's given me a lot of time to do that. And it's preparing me for my next rotation, which is internal medicine. Uh, I'm a little scared about that, but you've helped helped me work through some things, helped me learn how to present uh, what's important, what's not important. So I'm less nervous now. Good. And of course, I promoted her physical aspect of being running. You got to do that. Yes. That's been hard on a lot of rotations, but I really, I really try to keep up with it. Even if I'm only squeezing in a mile or two miles, it's better than nothing. Um, so I just, I just go with it. If I have to work out at 10 in the morning, then I will. Yeah, it's just, but the stress relief, right, at the end of the day, how great is that? Yeah, that's the real reason I run, stress relief, anxiety. And the best run is when you're is when you're annoyed or you're mad about something. That's the best way to get the stress out. And then you can run for miles if you are in that state of mind. And then when you're done, you feel great. Yeah. You've got it all out. You've let it go, and you just move on with your day. I mean, and you notice that when you come home, right after that, you're like a totally different person than the, than the person that actually left to go on the run. That- yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I'm much more calm. Way more patient. I'm happy. I'm ready to have my snuggles with my little girls. Um, yeah. Definitely a different person. Yes, but my kids are like, don't you have to work out? right now but if I get home and they're like I'm like what's you know I start like shouting out orders but they're like don't you need to run I'm like oh yeah let me go and then I come back and I'm like oh what are we gonna do you know it's, it just changes everything which is wonderful so thank you so much for coming on the podcast I think what you've added to this um, the itinerary of different types of podcasts is something it's the nuance of for people who are going to run so I appreciate it anything you want to add No, just get out there and do it. I've told myself for years I wanted to do it, but was a little nervous and anxious about my performance. But it doesn't matter. You're racing yourself, and that is it. And you're beating everyone on the couch. So I just say go for it. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That is the – I'd say if I was going to say anything, that's the core of getting yourself out there is just get out there. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, And uh, everybody, get out there and do it. And as I say always, be strong, be sweet, take care of yourself and others. Bye.